Hey, everybody, it's JT from Grilling at the Green. John Breaker and the great folks at Birdie Ball have a short time offer for all of you listeners. You just go to birdieball.com, and when you place your order, there's a place on that form for a discount code. Use G-A-T-G. That's G-A-T-G. Of course, it stands for Grilling at the Green. And you will get 20% off anything you order from birdieball.com. Now, it's a short-time offer. It expires in about a week, so you want to get on it. Go to birdieball.com, place your order, uh, use the code G-A-T-G, and get 20% off. You heard it here on Grilling at the Green. Welcome to Grilling at the Green After Hours, conversation that took place after the broadcast ended. Hi, everybody. It's JT, and this is a special version of Grilling at the Green. Grilling at the Green is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Grilling at the Green After Hours. I'm your host, JT. Um, We've got Bruce Furman with us today. Uh, we were semi-serious in the in the uh, regular show. We'll see how that ends up on this part of the show. Hmm. Um, this part is, in fact, brought to you by Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef the way nature intended. I know that you folks that listen to my shows across the country and stuff, uh, some of you may not have Painted Hills distributed in your area. You can check them out online, and they can tell you, and they can also ship to you. So that's kind of a cool thing. All right. I thought we'd play a little uh, word association, okay? Okay. With you. And these are all going to be about golfers. And mostly, well, there's one thing that isn't. but And I, I've included a couple of uh, lady golfers in this, too, LPGA golfers. So, um, and the first thing that pops into your mind. Okay. Uh, and then if you want to uh, em- em- embellish on that and why, that's fine. If you just give me the what finger if, and we'll move on. What if nothing pops into my mind? Then just wave your hand like that <laughs> and we'll just move on. I've got okay. a blank slate here. Okay. So here we go. One word or name, the first thing that comes into your head. Uh and I don't need last names. You can't give me last names because you already know these guys. So it's got to be something other than last names. Jack. Greatest. Tiger. Second greatest. Bryson and Red Ants. <laughs> uh, character. <laughs> character, okay. Uh, speaking of characters, Phil. Character also. Character also, okay. Um... Phil and Tiger. Friends, enemies. Frenemies. Frenemies. Yeah. Frenemies. I think the friend part's gotten stronger the last few years. It's a lot stronger than it was, yeah. Yeah. Long time ago. Um, Club testing. Iron Byron. Iron Byron. Yes, sir. Uh, Brooks. Hot wife. I was going to say that was the next one. <laughs> Brooks's girlfriend. Yeah. yeah. But, or girlfriend. Yeah. yeah. Probably be wife one of these yeah, days. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, look, we're both over 50. Okay. Give us a break out there. Um, Ian Poulter. Cars. Fancy cars. I think a plaid. <laughs> yeah. Fancy clothes, too. Yeah. Fan- fancy. He's fancy. fancy. He's fancy. He's calmed down a little bit over the years. 
in some ways. In some ways, maybe. Yeah. Um, Annika. Uh, greatest. Greatest. Yeah. 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 Mickey Wright. Greatest swing ever. Boy, that's true. Um, okay, here's one that won't fall in that particular category. Matt Wolf. Unique. Uh, yeah, that's kind of like Jim Furyk revisited. Miller Barber with steroids, yeah. I always call it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Um, Victor Hovland. Isn't he Norwegian? Yeah. Norwegian, yeah. A good Norwegian. I'm part Norwegian. Yeah, so that's, yeah. my wife is too. So. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> I always think of him and I think of Smile. He's he's got a good smile and he's uh, he's a great player. He's a great driver yeah. of the ball. Yeah, he doesn't seem to throw fits. Yeah, you know um, we have some that Sergio temptuous. Yeah, there you go. I was going to say throwing fits. I just that's what we call a segue in my business. <laughs> like that. That's right. Yeah. Um, Justin. Uh. Uh, coming into his own, I guess. I think Alex Maselli, I I interviewed Alex one time, and we were talking kind of between segments, and he said, you know, you look at Justin, he's kind of small, and he, he's not thick or overly muscular. You know, he said, but he's just a beast, <laughs> is the way he called him on a course. Well, it's, um, you know, he developed his... You could probably make a a good um, uh, case for having his father being teacher of the year in the PGA because his father's been his own only teacher, and he's small in stature, but he still hits it really far because he developed a really powerful golf swing for being small in stature. So, an upright golf swing, and um, using you know he uses his body well. So, uh, you know it gives hope to to people and 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 i think it helps uh internationally when you're you know you're in asian countries where maybe the stature is not quite as big but yet you right. can play the sport you don't have to be a, a giant like in basketball or football right you know and you can you can you can play with people that are bigger than you and and still get it out there so so he's he's represents that i think well you talking about being a giant you know i watched an interview the other day with bill russell and i was just thinking how those clubs of his have got to be like fishing poles, some of them, because he's almost seven feet tall. Or he yeah. is seven feet tall. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I, I have given some lessons to some basketball players over the years, and uh, one thing that uh, they do usually need clubs that are longer, um, but they also have very long arms. And mm -hmm. so when you stand next to them, even though they're a foot taller and you, their arms hang down as low as your, my arms do right. a lot of times. So, so they can actually play with clubs that aren't super long. Um, I, I, I was, I've been a, a Houston rocket fan for years and, and, um, and a lot of those guys used to play golf. I, I was a friend of Carol Dawson, who was a general manager there. Sure. And uh, like Otis Thorpe, who was a power forward back, 
you know, with Akeem Olajuwon, and Otis was 6'10 or so, but he had really short arms, you know. <laughs> so he needed long, long gloves. gloves. So he yeah. was always noted. He was a good rebounder because he was a strong guy, but uh, he had real short arms, you know, for his size. I mean, Couldn't usually really get guys, in the mix. So, so uh, uh, you know, he needed long gloves, but uh, uh, but a lot of these guys have long arms, so the, so it they don't need super long clubs. I, I gave a lesson of Scotty Pippen one time. His hands are so big, you know, you need baseball bat grips. You yeah. know, it's just huge hands, you know, so. But they can be fit. Yeah, well, uh, in fact, you introduced me to a ball player one several years ago. He was You guys were sitting out there, and I came up to talk to you. And I just remember when he stood up. Because I'm Frank Burkowski, probably. Yeah. Frank Frank played. Uh, he's six nine. He played for a number of different teams, San Antonio and Milwaukee, and he was a good player. And uh, he's six nine, and I don't think his clubs. I can't remember his clubs aren't uh, ex, extra extra long, maybe an inch or so. Right. Uh, and he's a pretty decent player. Um, uh, and uh, I played golf with him and so forth. And um, he said he's he he. Uh, Six nine, but uh, you know, plays pretty good, and uh, clubs don't don't look like uh, pole vault. Yeah, yeah pole, well, you poles know, for pole vaulting. You know, Clyde plays golf all the time. Drexler, he yeah. loves golf. Yeah, yeah so. he's a good player. Um, and, then, and there's well, and then you got Chuck. Yeah, Chuck's not so good. Chuck can hit a bull in the butt with a banjo, but yeah, yeah. he has fun doing it, and the crowds love him. So it's all. It's all good. Um, Rory. Uh, he's uh, hopeful. You know, as comes to mind, hopeful for number one. You know, hopeful to take from Tiger Woods' spot. Not sure that he's going to do it, but uh, that's kind of comes comes to mind i mean he's such a good kid and uh you know he's not a kid but to me he's a kid i guess uh wonderful swing powerful not sure you know if he's gonna achieve every he's already achieved a lot obviously but is he gonna achieve as much as you think he should achieve i'm not sure he's going to or not maybe because of his personality but uh, but what wonderful talent i look at him and you know to me he looks happy because he got married, married recently, yeah, yeah. and and after he got married, that actually that part of his life is kind of out of the spotlight. He seems to be, you know, they go out and do things, but fairly private, right? Like that. But that seemed to like anybody that is or has been married, you know that that changes. And I'm not being a smart aleck. That changes your demeanor somewhat, and that yeah. and he just seems like he's happy and doesn't. I mean, I think he cares, you know, extensively. But also, if he muffs a tournament, I don't think it's the end of the world for him at this point. Yeah, he doesn't have the the same drive like as Tiger, of course. You know who does, you right. know, or Jack, and so forth. Um, so that might hold him back from achieving maybe what potentially he could have had. But uh, he's, you know, he's still going to have a great. He still had a great career, and still will continue to have one. Sure. Um, so we'll see. Um, Jordan. Yeah, great kid. Um, I'm not sure he's gonna he's gonna be a you know decent player. I think for his whole career, uh, but that 2015 season, you know, one of the greatest ever. He almost yeah. won four majors. 
I don't know that he'll ever get back to that. He's got an odd swing, and um, and can you putt that good as you get older? I mean, he was he was such an amazing putter back then. Uh, he's medium distance, not not super powerful, just medium distance. Uh, but all American kid is kind of kind of kid to. A father hopes, you know, his daughter brings home. Sure. Mary. Sure. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know. I think he's a great guy in that. But I think, I also think, and I'm not being disrespectful to him, but I think that 2015 season was almost like catching lightning in a bottle for him. And so much was expected because the golf media, they, they like to say, this is the next big thing. This is the guy that's going to catch Tiger. I don't think anybody's going to catch Tiger, at least yeah. in my lifetime. Probably not. And but, and, but as soon as they stumble, they're all over them and they're looking for somebody else. And I always felt kind of bad for Jordan. Because like he said, he's a good guy. His family he loves his sister. He's helped her, helps other kids around the Fort Worth, Dallas area, that stuff. Yeah, but uh, but that one season, that's really hard to yeah. to keep yeah, it at that level. It up. Yeah, no question. Yeah, uh, Jason Day. Well, back problems, you know. Um, whether he's ever going to achieve, you know, achieve his potential because of his back problems, I don't know. Yeah, you know? Uh, he he played pretty good this week, you know. So he could be an underdog for. For, uh, the PGA next week, uh, he wasn't second, but he was, I think, sixth or something. I forget what he was, but right. he played pretty good, so he's trending the right direction. He certainly has the talent to be number one, you know. So, uh, but that back situation is uh, that might uh, hinder him for the rest of his career. I can, I can tell you that I've had the back surgery, and I'm not in the best shape by any sense. The back surgery was great. I had the same surgery Tiger did yeah. last time. Yeah. Um, and all that. Ex- but still, a couple weeks ago, got up one morning, stepped the wrong way, and that sciatic and all those muscles just went crazy. And I was a week working it out. Yeah. And if you're a pro golfer, you don't have a week. To work those things out and stay on tour and stay up on your game and that type of thing. It's one of the amazing things about Tiger, all those operations on his back and knees, and he's still competitive at this stage. So tells you how what kind of drive he's got. Because yeah. most people would hung it up with the kind of money he's got. Oh yeah, <laughs> he doesn't yeah. need the money. No, obviously doesn't need the money. So a lot of people would dang it up, but he still has drive to. You know, be better than Jack, and you know he he may still get there. It's possible. He could. I actually think he's probably got one, maybe two majors left in him, and I know he's probably got a half a dozen tournaments in him to put that that record out of reach of most mortals. Right. He's. I think he's got a shot this week. I mean, he's won on this golf course. He's a West Coast guy, so those yeah. Poana greens are tough yeah. for people that haven't grown up on them. So usually, West Coast guys win on the West Coast. Yeah. Um, Lorena Ochoa. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, she, she had a kind of an odd swing too, but she, uh, she was number one in the world. She was, drive was unbelievable. And then I guess she just decided to wanted to have a family and that drive was even stronger than the yep. competitive drive, yep. you know? So just kind of gave it up and 
I, I guess she's happy it's from what I read yeah. and so forth. So yeah. um, Now I'm going to throw one at you, which is somebody I take a shot at every once in a while because I don't understand. So people don't get mad at me. Paige Sporanic. <laughs> well, she's making money on the Internet, you know. I mean, she's using her assets, so to call. Uh, so, uh, and... Uh, you know, there's uh, a number of people like that on the on the uh, internet that uh, you know can make money just because of all the hits they have and all the followers, etc. Yeah. and etc. And uh, she's obviously a very attractive woman, and she's she, a good player. You know, she, yeah, she's not quite good enough to play the tour, but she's close. You know, yeah. And uh, I won't tell you what Ron Sorak told me about. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, last couple of things here. Um, by fearification of the rule. I'm, I'm actually in favor of it. Um, I think, um, they should roll the ball back for the pros so that more golf courses are, uh, are in play where they don't have to make them extremely long. Um, um, it's controversial, obviously, and I've had talks with different tour players and um you know the shorter hitters they're not believe it or not they're not they're just going to make them shorter in their minds and so the long hitters are still going to hit it longer even with the with the ball being uh, moved back but uh, i'm more concerned about you know the the golf courses it'd, it'd be nice if you could you know play on a 7,000 7,200 yard golf course and still you know not them not shoot 35 under but um you know and, and people say well we don't need to change the ball let's just grow up the rough and and you know make the greens firmer and narrow the fairways and and that certainly would change the you know the the scores the scores would go go up doing that but in my mind at least the way i think about it is 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 i i, I find it boring watching a tour pro uh hit 10 12 layups and only cut two drivers per round and if you grow up the rough on these golf courses and they're hitting two irons every shot and then if they hit it in the rough they're wedging back to the fairway well there's no even an amateur can chop a wedge out of the high rough on back to the fairway there's sure. no no talent in that so to me that's boring golf i would in in my mind i'd rather shoot have them shoot 35 under i'd rather have light rough and just let them shoot six low 60s every round i'd yeah. rather see that than grow the rough way up and narrow the fairways where they're hitting you know hybrids and fairway woods and and two irons off the tees i i like watching the drivers getting hit i i think the masters has it right now people don't the golf courses don't have unlimited budgets like the masters but the masters has light rough and they hit drivers almost every hole right. to me that's the most fun you know right. and uh it's okay to have a u.s open type golf course uh, tournament every once in a while where they do narrow it down and guys are hitting a lot of layups off the tees i don't mind that but just every tournament i don't want to see that i don't you know chicks dig the long ball you yeah, know yeah. And, and we want to see the drivers hit. i want to see a guy hit one driver around you know a tony finau hit one driver around you know yeah. i mean you're taking away his strength so whether it's fair or not to the short hitters, if we slowed the ball down, I don't know how much the ball should slow down. And, and, and there's certainly, uh, you know, the manufacturers, would the tour have to you know, 
supplement them a little bit to, to come out with a tour ball, uh, how much, you know, all that is complicated and, and so forth. But, uh, but to me, um, I'm not in favor, of, you know, of, of narrowing, the, you know, the rough being up six inches on every course with 20, 20 foot, uh, wide, 20 uh, yard wide fairways. Sure. I want to see the driver hit. And so to me, I'd rather him shoot 35 under or move the ball back. I, uh, I'm, you know, I think, uh, Doing some things through bifurcation is a smart thing to do. I think that this is just me, um, and nobody that I play with is a really big, huge hitter. You know, you can get out there 225, 250, and be good with it, you know. Sometimes it's 95, you know, and way off in the strawberry patch. Yes. But, but do that. I... I uh, See, to me, like you were just saying, I don't think it's ever, um, but let me put it to you this way. In any sport I've ever been associated with, there's various levels at competition, and there's levels of competition set up for various skill levels. But when you get to the top, you know, I heard a football player one time saying, because they were this is back when they were changing helmets and doing new pads, and he goes, if they had us playing on asphalt, I'd just put on more pads and go play. So you're going to have, especially in golf, these guys can get out there and they can smack in a mile. You know, if you gave them a crowbar and a hockey puck and some electrician's tape, they'd figure out how to hit it as far as they could. So I don't know as we're... I don't know as we're really doing to me, that's nothing doing to saving the game on that, except the utilitarian uses of the courses. Sometimes I think that the USGA gets almost maniacal in the way their course setups are for the opens and stuff. And I think Mike Davis, I've never met the man. I've seen him, but you know, he gets out there and there's all of this. Sometimes I just think he wants to, you know, they say it's a great test and skill test and all this. Some of the stuff I've seen, what I saw at Chambers Bay and some of that, that wasn't particularly a skill test. That was a poke in the ass with a sharp stick. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, you, you look at what Bryson DeChambeau is doing. It's, it's, it's really unprecedented, um, uh, the distance gain that he's gotten in one year. And, and you know, he's obviously, uh, you know, built up his body. Right. And, and most of the players that have tried to, to gain a lot of distance have failed you know he's really one of the few that that hasn't failed um t uh, tiger bulked up but he didn't really get longer you know and and some of the guys that tried to get longer changed their swings failed uh, like uh, molinari right now he's you know he's had a couple great years and then he tried to change his swing here in the last two or three years he hasn't played as well and that typically is what happens. So what's DeChambeau's doing is unprecedented. But, you know, I, I, th I think at some point we're going to have, you know, uh, Tony Fino, I think 6'4 or 5. You know, is there going to be some guys coming out that are 6'5, 6'7, 6'8, strong with great golf swings that are going to, you know, 
have 150 mile an hour ball speed right you know right. uh or club head speed you know with over 200 mile an hour ball speed you know and uh, the marions of the world and the the, the champions and the mm-hmm. colonials of the world you know uh yeah you can narrow the fairways down make them hit six irons off every tee but um uh, to me, I think it'd be easier, it'd be better to, to move the ball back a little bit so that we don't make these golf courses obsolete. Yeah, and I think your comments about Bryson there, I worked with animals a long time, and we would get them as fit as we could, but one of the problems is with humans is they can only sustain that type of body mass um and perform you know if you think well you say well weightlifters do that they don't they lift and they pose you know i mean they're in competitions and they look how sculpted they are or whatever i don't pay that much attention to it if you look at them later in life not so good a lot of them some of them are fine but not so good tiger learned that even after he bulked up like that you notice he's come back down a little bit over the years and it's helped him yeah with that so the you know the biggest area that we have on our bodies and i can tell you this from experience that is the weakest spot is the small of your back and you can build up all around it but there's not much you can do you can only get that part of your body so strong that when you're doing those uh the rotations and and doing that um that's like a hinge and eventually hinges wear out you know that's just my thought because of my own personal stuff so yeah what like you said he's doing stuff that's unprecedented and it's interesting but then you also look at the finesse factor too going down the road see if he can hold that together yeah you know he um he's changed his swing so that's that's actually the biggest part of it sure i I think that's actually way more important than him bulking up um and um uh you know and you one of the cliches in golf is always to swing slow. I'm getting quick. I'm, you know, I'm too fast. I got to slow it down. And you look at what he's doing. He's swinging fast both ways. Yep. Extremely fast. And I've seen studies on, on, uh, people who wanted to hit it farther. And, uh, when they swung, I mean, I'm talking about pro pro type yeah, when they yeah, swung yeah. faster back and through, really tried to swing really fast they hit it farther yeah <laughs> but in 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 golf everybody's supposed to, in their minds they're supposed to swing easy swing slow you know and that somehow is going to make them hit it farther if they if they have a slow smooth backswing but in reality these guys swing fast and that's one of the things he's doing his tempo is way faster and his swing has changed and uh and uh, he's hitting at you know unprecedented distances now. Well, we'll see if he holds up. He holds up. Bruce, thank you for being with me today. Pleasure, I always it. a pleasure. And uh, folks, don't forget you can catch Bruce down at Langdon Farms every day except Monday. He's fishing on Monday, <laughs> buying flies for his fishing pole. Anyway, right. um, supporting ch- local, supporting local fishing, fishing economy. Fishing economy. That's right. <laughs> um, Langdon Farms, Bruce Furman. Um, director of instruction and we'll be back next week with another edition of after hours i'm jt uh you can find us all over the web until then take care everybody